Nazir Perik Tes Mishnah Base 9-2. This Mishnah primarily makes one point. There are a number of words. There's something getting distracting, therefore. But the main point the Mishnah wants to make is that there's the Halacha Lamosha Misinai, a tradition that goes all the way back to Mount Sinai, that if a Nazir has completed his Nazirus and after that he discovers that he had been exposed to a Tuma source, a piece of human remains um, that would convey Tuma to him, but that Tuma source was called Tumas Hatahom, which, without translating it, means um, a corpse that no one ever knew was there. A person died all by himself, and we, can, we based on the circumstances we're assuming, no one ever knew he was buried. There was an unknown Tuma source, and that's what he's exposed to. So then the Halach Lemoshim Sinai is that since he completed his Naziris entirely, assuming that at the time he was exposed to Tuma, he wasn't already, um, hadn't already been exposed to Tuma's mace, besides for that Tuma's at the home. So then the Allah Lemoshim Sinai is he doesn't need to go back and repeat his Naziris. There's a special dispensation. He's He's done. Okay, so that's the main point of our Mishnah. Um, it doesn't have any rationale. You can't make a logic about it in terms of chazakas and sveikas and fair and what Hashem thinks is reasonable and did his best efforts or any other thoughts like that. It's simply halacha l'mosh It's a separate rule all to itself for God in Nazirus. The tumas at the home, if one meets those three conditions. Number one, it was specifically tumas at the home, a tumas source that no one ever knew about. And number two, he hadn't otherwise been t- exposed to Tumas Mace at the time, so he has a chazak of being tahor and number of from Tumas Mace. And number three, he's totally completed his Naziris process, and he's been permitted. He had been permitted to return to a normal life. So then the halach l'moshim misinai is he doesn't need to repeat himself. Okay, that's the main point of our mission here. Now let's see it inside. Nazir shegilach. You have a nazir who cut his hair, meaning the tiglachas hatahara. The last stage in the process, he's completed with his carbonos and cutting his hair, and now he's gone back to normal life. And then, Venodolo Shuhutame, he discovers after the fact that he was exposed to Tumas Mace, and therefore, um, we assume that he has to start. He has to start again, doing a Teglachas a Tuma, and then waiting a new thirty days, etc. Im Tuma Yadua. So, if it was a Tuma source which somebody somewhere had known about, meaning Tuma Yadua, as opposed to Tumasatahom. Somebody somewhere had known this person was dead at some point. Um, so then, so sir, he loses all his days. He's set back and has to do everything from the beginning again after doing his Tiglachas Atuma. But, Vi'im Tumas Hatahom, if it was Tumas Hatahom, a source of Tuma that nobody ever knew about, then Eno Soser, then he won't lose his days, subject to the description and the qualification I said before, which we'll see now inside. Now, the expression Tumas Hatahom literally would mean Tuma of the Deep. Now, that's not what it means exactly. The point is, the tahom is like the depths of the earth, you know, beneath the surface of the earth, where no one really knows what's going on down there. And the idea is, it's similar. Tumas tahom is, there was somebody who died, and no one knew about him being dead, so who knows what's going on down there. But then one discovers, oh, there was a dead body, and this nazir was exposed to it. So, the mission further qualifies, im adshlo gilach even if it was Tumas at the home, but the Nazar hadn't finished the last stage of his Nazir's process, meaning he hadn't cut his hair, it doesn't matter whether it was Tumas Yadua or Tumas at the home, it doesn't matter. Since he hasn't yet done the final step in his Nazir's return to normal life, then so, sir, so then 
the discovery that he was exposed even to Tumas at the home resets his clock. He has to bring his Teglachas at Tumas and start again with his Naziris all over again. Now, um, one important point, just I'm going to sort of hear La Halacha, is that although Aratana is assuming that the final step in the process is the hair cutting, um, the Rambam Paskins, no, we saw before, that's the Halacha is like Rishimin, that as long as a person got the hairs on Ma'akev, as long as a person got the blood of one of the three Karbanos from his Teglacha Satahara, Zerika Saddam, the blood was applied to the Mizbeach, so then his restrictions of being a Nazir have ended, and therefore the Lach would be in our mission that it's not about haircutting per se, but rather about even just the, the Zerika Saddam, the application of one of the blood of one of the Karbanos would be sufficient for him now to not have to go back um, to count his Nazirus again, again, assuming he meets the other two criteria, that he wasn't exposed to Memeis before and it wasn't Bechezka's Tumah, that's number one, and number two, that it was indeed Tumah home. Okay, so now the mission will give illustration. Keita, how's this play itself out? Give us illustrations. The Mishnah says, Yarad litbol b'ma'ara. You have a Nazir who went into a cave um, to be tovel, to relieve himself from being tummy. So in other words, he had been exposed, let's say, a dead rat. That doesn't set him back as far as a Nazir goes, but he does prohibit him from doing other things too, like eating uh, truma, let's say. So let's see, now he goes to the mikvah to immerse himself to become tahor. Um, if it turns out that, that there was um, even a, a bit of a corpse that was floating in the water inside that you know cave area where he went to the mikvah, then Tame, then his he's ruled Tame and everything restarts. So now um, that's the din. Now we don't even know for a fact that he came into direct contact or was even Mahil, put his arm over this piece of corpse. But nevertheless, the point here is, this is Tumah Yadua. This person, somebody died at some point. Presumably someone knew about him dying, so it's not a Tumah Satahom. So now, um, this guy restarts his clock because we don't have the dispensation of Tumah Satahom, and he does just start again. The Chiddush here of this case of Yard Litbol, he went to the mikvah to become Tahor, is, even though you might assume that, listen, this guy's going to become Tahor, obviously he's going to be mindful of any further Tumah exposures, so you might say, oh, he was careful not to be exposed to the floating piece of corpse. No, we don't say that. We assume that he was exposed, and he has to now start again. Uh, the reason why we assume that is because of the rule of Suffolk Tumah, Bershusa Yachid, is Sveiko Tame. we assume it's Tame. And we treat him as Tame. so we assume here, assuming there was just two or fewer people inside this cave where the mikvah was, so then it's a question maybe he was or wasn't exposed, and we rule then he, positively we assume he was exposed to Tumah, and therefore he has started counting again, period. Um, fine. Uh, there is a side point I don't really want to get into so much over here. There is some Mishnayas in the fourth parak of Masechus Taharos, um, which talk about a very similar case where we say there that we um, can treat him as being Tahor, not Tame, um, in the case of like floating Tuma in the mikvah. The Tozo says, one answer, there's a big difference between um, floating like dead rat versus floating human remains, um, because human remains are more potent. You can even be Ma'ahil, you can, ohel is a way to convey tumah from a human remains as opposed to a dead rat, etc. So it's more strict, and therefore the mission Torah doesn't apply to the ruling over here. In any case, that's the the main point of our mission here is that if it was tumah yadua, then and not an unknown tumah source, so then when he discovers that there was a corpse floating there, 
piece of corpse floating there that resets his Naziris. He has to do his Naziris all over again, um, starting with Tiglach Azatuma and then waiting 30 days, even if he had up to now thought he was done being a Nazir, that, you know, that we're looking to an events that happened months ago. It doesn't matter. On the other hand, Nimza Meshuka Bekarka Hamara, if it's discovered after the fact, meaning the guy finishes Naziris and then someone says, oh, look in the news, we discovered some poor fellow was, you know, hiking, and he apparently must have, you know, got stuck in quicksand and drowned in this, in this, uh, and starved to death and died in this cave, and no one knew about it. And then the Nazir says, oh my goodness, that was the very cave I used, you know, way back when, when I was a Nazir, to come tower from something. So then, since it was what's called Tumas at the home, no one knew this person was ever buried there or died there, he was just discovered at the bottom of some well where he must have fallen in or something. So then we'll be lenient and let our Nazir not have to do his recounting again. Now the case of the Mishnah more specifically says, Nimtza Meshuka Bekarka Hamara. If this poor fellow who seems to have died all alone, unbeknownst to anybody, is there sunken in some like hole in the ground, whatever it is, inside the, the cave area where the mikvah was, even if Yared Lahaker, even if the only reason that the Nazir went into this pool of water in the first place was just to cool off still Tahor he's ruled Tahor meaning he doesn't have to do with Naziris again now the point here is the opposite extreme in the previous line of the mission we said the Chedesh of Yar Litbol you might have thought going to the mikvah to become Tahor means a person's mindful of his exposure to Tuma and we said no still we assume he must have gone Tummy here we're thinking listen the person's going simply for a swim because it's hot outside he's not paying any attention to what's floating in the water and therefore you might think he he um he was lax and not careful. The answer doesn't matter. He doesn't have to be careful. He, since it was Tumasatahom, he doesn't need to start his Naziris again, assuming that he got to the finish line with his Naziris the first time. Now, the last part of the Mishnah says, this is that other condition. Remember, I said there are three conditions. It has to be Tumasatahom, we explained. It has to be that he's completed his Naziris entirely, which we explained. But I also said he has to be not Bechezka's Tuma. He has, can't have been exposed to corpse Tuma prior to the introduction of Tumasatahom. So here it says, if litaher metumas mace, if the reason he went to the mikvah in the first place it was, is to complete his um, tahara process of a previous exposure to corpse tuma, meaning, you know, the nazir was a nazir, he got exposed to a dead body, he then does his, does his mechat to sprinkling on day three and day seven. After the day seven sprinkling, then he goes to the mikvah to come tahor. If when he went to the mikvah to come tahor, it turns out in the mikvah there was tumas at the home, still. Tame, he's ruled Tame and has to do his Naziris all over again. The reason why is because he has a Chezkas Tuma, Tumas Mace. When he went to on the mikvah that time, he had a Chazak of being Tame Mace, so therefore he doesn't get to reset his. He must do it again, even though um, what the only source that's messing him up now is really Tumas at the home, meaning just let me speak it up, for example. It's very possible that this guy went to the mikvah. Um, he dumped in the, dunked in the mikvah first to do his tefillah, and he became totally tower, whatever. Okay, he's done with his Torah process, ignoring the nightfall issue. And then on the way out of the mikvah, he walked over the Tumas at home. It doesn't matter. Since we don't know when that happened, and since we're saying now that at the time he was exposed, he had Becheska's Tumah, he'd been exposed to other Tumas mace. So then, even though he was matar himself from that first Tumas mace properly, it doesn't matter. Um, the leniency of the Halachal Moshe Mosheno doesn't apply to him. And that the missionary says here, that the Hermit Tumas Mace, if he went to the mikvah for the reason of 
achieving tahara from a previous exposure, then Tame, we now rule that this Nazir, who thought he was done with his Nazirus, um, but we find out later on that he was exposed to Tumas home. he is Tame, meaning he has to do it all over again, Shechezkas Tame Tame, because if he has a Chazaka status quo of being Tame, then he is treated now to be Tame, Vechezkas Tahor Tahor, in contrast, if he had a status quo, a presumption of being not exposed to corpse tumah, aside from the tumah tumah issue. So then he'll be treated tahor, shiraglan ladavar, because he go after, like, what is, like, the, the I, I don't know, translate this. This is very hard to translate, okay? Meaning there's a reason to, there's a rationale, there's an explanation which makes it sound plausible. We should rule tamir tahor based on his previous um, status. Now, the reason why I'm really stumbling to translate this is because, and please hear this well, this is important, there's no real rationale or reason behind this halacha of a person who discovers after the fact that he's done with his nazirus that he was exposed to Masat home, that he should not have to do his nazirus all over again. Okay, there's no rationale for that. There's no reason, there's no basis on some other existing infrastructure of halacha, of chazaka, and zveikas, and tuma. none of that. It's just that there's a halacha l'mosh misinai. There's a rule, all to itself, independent rule, that rises above everything to the contrary to say... Again, the Nazir, who was exposed to Tumas at home, if at the time he wasn't Bechezkas, Tumemes, and now he's completed his Naziris entirely, he doesn't need to go and do it again. That's a rule. It stands independent of anything else, any logic, any other issues. So here when it says that we go after a sort of, if he was exposed to Tumas Mace before, he is now ruled Tame, and if he was not, then we say he's now Tahor and doesn't need to do his Naziris again, Shoglan Ladavar, because there's like a basis for the matter. We don't mean literally there's a, there's a logical basis for the matter, we just mean that a person sort of sticks to his status quo. If he's done, then he's done. Uh, if he hadn't been exposed to corpse tomb before, but if he had been exposed to corpse tomb before, so then we sort of say, listen, his corpse tomb persists. And we're sort of giving like a support for the Salah Sinai, which in truth does not need any support, but it's like got a lot, it sounds got a logic to it um, based on other matters. That's what Raglan Ladavar means over here. And although it's not a necessary turn of phrase, um, You'll see now in the next couple of Mishnayos, we pick up on other topics where we use the same expression of Ruglan Ladavar. There's a basis for the matter, which actually is um, based more on real logic and the applications of how we use status quo, etc., Ruglan Ladavar, to resolve uncertain situations.